This is the Two Biz Chicks Podcast. Each week, the hosts, successful CEOs Linda Rawson and Tamara Tran, entertain you with real-life stories that are guaranteed to empower, enrich, and enlighten. The Two Biz Chicks are both entrepreneurs, authors, and public speakers with many diverse life experiences that bring a powerful message to each episode. Hi, I'm Linda Rawson. And I'm Tamara Tran. Welcome to our Two Biz Chicks podcast for the month of February. This is our first video podcast, so we're kind of excited and a little nervous. So So stay tuned. It only gets better from here. Absolutely. Uh, In this month, we've had some interesting developments. We've both been super busy. Yes, we have. Our businesses are both growing. Uh, We're in a growth period. We're trying to determine that next direction about which way to go. And that requires a lot of time. It also requires a lot of creative thinking. And although we've, you know, hit a few blogs and got a few Instagram posts out, our mission is we really want to help other women and minority business owners, as well as small business owners, learn, you know, what we've learned. True. True. So let's start out by talking about relationships. Since it's February, um, we're going to call this podcast Love Your Relationships. Perfect. So let's go ahead and talk about business relationships. Anything you've learned this month about that? Um, Not necessarily this month, but as I've been thinking about the podcast and preparing for it, I thought about a lot, a lot about the relationships we've created over the years with different businesses. Um, I was talking to a friend and was kind of explaining that we've had a lot of luck. We haven't run into any really awful people or Um, horrible people that are wanting to take advantage of us. We've really had great success at the relationships that we've created. But but I will add that we have been disappointed before by other businesses. And I think that sometimes happens. Yes, it does. Um, I was talking with a banker this morning who says, I'm an old school banker. I do it based on relationships. It's about how I feel about you. And we all, I think, rely on that gut feeling. And sometimes if you ignore that gut feeling, you can get into situations. I had one particular job where I didn't really know the person that I was involved with very well. I've also been extremely lucky. But this job started and the contracting officer called me and said, where's your person? And I tried to call him and I couldn't reach him and it was it was in Washington DC oh. and it um, luckily I found out later that he'd had some trouble with the law and I called another business partner who picked up the pieces so nice. saved my company's reputation and and but the I think the point we're trying to get across is do your homework True. And, you know, really rely on those personal references as well as keeping your own integrity intact. True. And I really like what you said about trusting your gut. We had the opportunity to team with another company that we were going to purchase and everything on paper looked really good. It made a lot of sense, but we just didn't feel good about it. And my husband and I are business partners and we kept thinking back and forth and it's taken us a couple of months to try to sort through everything. And at the end of the day, we just we just didn't have a good feeling. And and a couple of other things we found out were probably not going to work perfectly. So it, it's about trusting your gut. We're, we walked away from the deal. We're hoping that it was the right decision, but we feel good about it. And I think that's what matters at the end of the day. Yes, can you sleep or not? Yeah, so. it does for sure. 
great Valentine's Day. How about you? I did. It was yeah, great. Yeah, very good. Um, in our life, we uh, also have personal relationships. And I am currently in the Goldman Sachs uh, 10,000 Small Business Program. And yesterday, we spent the entire day discussing personality types. And it really got me to thinking about um, my personality and um, how I could rub people the wrong way. So, um, and how to use everybody on your team's personality to your advantage. rubbing people the wrong way in terms of what? I've known you for a couple of years. Uh Uh-huh. I think you're great. (laughs) I you think mean, I'm you great mean in terms too, of no. expectations or um I have high expectations and my mind works a mile a minute and not everyone does. Not everyone is a quick decision maker. True. They like to take their time and ponder and from my perspective I think maybe they just don't want to answer but the reality is they're just really thinking about their answer and I'm a quick thinker. And so if I tend to let them think too long. I get impatient and I start asking them and they're just not ready to make a decision. I see. And so they might feel pushed or Mm -hmm. conjoled. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Uh Uh-huh. And how about you? So in terms of business or personalities, um, was it the Meyer-Briggs type personality? Bolton personality tests, people styles that work and beyond. Interesting. I haven't read that. Yeah. So I think that maybe you could probably take the test and learn from yeah. it as well. So what did you learn about yourself that you didn't know? That, uh, well, I, I think, you know, with all these personality tests, you kind of get the gist of, you know, maybe I'm extroverted, maybe the person's introverted. Mm, yeah, and that's true. And I I think it was the reaffirming, give them some time to think about it. Don't Don't be be in a hurry. Talk slower. Mm. You know, things like that that just are, you know, common sense. But Mm. for me, I don't think about it because I'm thinking quickly. Right, right. (laughs) I see what you're saying. Interesting. I love personality type profiling. It's very uh-huh. interesting. Yeah, I've got the test for this. So. That, we'll have to take that. In terms of uh, relationships, Valentine's relationships, were you going to talk oh, about personalities there? Like, mm. or, yeah. <laughs> yes, I've been dating a very, very nice man. Yes. And his name is Scott. And he is um, very calm. And I've learned that I am very quick to get everything ready and get out the door. Mm-hmm. And Scott takes his time. Like, what really does he need 15 minutes to like sit, you know, and relax before he goes out the door? <laughs> right. <laughs> that can be frustrating. No, 15 yeah. minutes is a lot of time. True. True. <laughs> no, but he, you know, he was very nice. He made um, dinner and brought me flowers. Nice. And yeah, so very nice man. Nice, that is nice. You know, I've noticed the difference in differences in personalities even with my sisters and my sister in laws. We're planning a girls' trip, and for me, I want it planned, paid for, and I want to be able to scratch it off my list. And some of my sisters and sister in laws need a little bit more time to think and ponder, and they might not be as eager to to scratch it off their list as, as I am. And so I've noticed that I send, I, I tend to be controlling, or I appear controlling. Not that I'm trying to control them, but I do want to be able to finish something, and, uh-huh. it, and comes, it, it comes across as kind of overbearing. Your list is so big, right? With so many things mm-hmm. on our plate. Not that not that they don't have a lot of things to do, also. But to some of us, 
mm-hmm. I guess we just it just bugs us a little more. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, learning to work with people and create relationships with people that have similar personalities, mm-hmm. I think, is a good idea. Or different personalities. Yeah, and d- different personalities is good also mm-hmm. because then we can learn from them. So that makes yeah, a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, there's people that don't have a lot of emotions and they think more like a computer. And then there's people that are outgoing and, and maybe some of those people want you just to be quiet for True. right now. True. <laughs> you know, which brings us to our next point, um, talking about business conferences and events. Over the course of the time that we've been in business, the SBA strongly encourages, as you know, t- people to attend conferences, workshops. There are lots and lots of conferences. If you Google small business conferences, you'll find a whole list of, of possibilities for you to attend. Um, over the years, we've attended quite a few of them. And I haven't found them to be incredibly helpful, other than you do get to meet sometimes some great people. Mm-hmm. What has your experience been? It, for us, it's been a lot of money and a lot of time away from the office. Yeah, I I do agree that I believe you need to um, figure out if that conference is going to work for you. Mm-hmm. I've been looking a lot at um, you know managing my growth and my vision mm-hmm. and trying to forecast and so I think you need to figure out from that event to maybe look at the attendees and figure out if there is a possibility of work coming out of that event or if it is simply just a networking event true so and sometimes that's hard to figure out but but if you're going after a particular agency or particular type of work are those people going to be at that event and or is it, you yeah. know, in, in Utah, a lot of times it's just a, a family reunion. It's, oh, I we see all the same people, the same people that I saw at the last thing. True. But I think so, on a local level, it's important to be seen at yes, those things. For so sure. maybe it's not necessarily that you're going to obtain great information or great contacts, but other people see that you're there. They know you're still in the game. They take mm-hmm. you a little more seriously on a local level, I think. Yes, I think local so, events are, and they're so yeah, few and far between, you should be able to get to all of them. Yeah, that's true. When we've attended conferences in D.C., for example, uh, I think unless you're, you're continually there and you're spending a lot of face time in front of the customer, in front of those, those potential business partners, it hasn't been ex- incredibly helpful to us as a small business. But I know that other companies have really succeeded by doing that. So mm-hmm. I guess it's just finding that fine that fine line and that balance? Well, I think it's a matter of getting a clear vision of what your company can and can't do True. and are and which agencies that you want to go after and True. are they going to be there. True. True. So it's to think that you're going to go to the conference and come home with five contracts. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's just not going to happen. And that's what happens as a small business at first. You're like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go to this conference right. or that conference and without really having a plan. True. And it takes a while to formulate a plan because I think especially when you're new, especially in the 8A program, the world is your oyster, you know, oyster right? You have so many <laughs> different opportunities and potential avenues of revenue that it takes a while to kind of figure out, okay, this is what we're good at. This is what we're not so good at. If we want to become better at this, this is what we have to do to get there. So, yes. So that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. Now, how do you keep in contact with your um, with your clients? 
So mostly um, in terms of keeping contact with clients, well, to us, business partners are clients, and they're just as important as our employees being our clients, as well as our customers being, being our clients. And I know you feel the same way. Yes. So one of the things that we do to try to keep in contact is we do schedule um, weekly, monthly meetings. So we actually have some, you know, voice-to-voice type conversations rather than um, electronic conversations. That's been helpful. And it also helps to kind of keep our business partners and teaming partners engaged if we share what we're working on and what our targets are. And then they can collaborate and say, well, that's something that works for us. And we've got a company over here. That's been helpful to us. Mm -hmm. And how about, say you went to this conference and last year you met a few people that maybe had something coming up. How do you keep in contact with them? Like, do you email them every couple of months? Do you have a CRM that reminds you to contact them? Is there anything in place for... um, I I will say that we have not been as good at doing that. I personally haven't been as good. You go to these conferences, you end up with 500 business cards. Mm -hmm. I, I would try to scan them into an app on my phone. Totally mm-hmm. forget that they were there because you're you're busy doing everything else, and so we haven't been really good at that. I'm um, not good at it either. In fact, I'm investigating several CRMs at the moment to you? to get better at that. That'll be good. That's something that so, we'll share eventually. Mm-hmm. We're going to share my experience of finding one of those CRMs, and and it has to be uh, cost effective. It's so. true. Well, and it's hard, I think, in a conference because everybody's eager to meet everybody and everybody's super friendly. Uh-huh. Then you get home and it's it's writing down notes to, so that you can remember who that person actually was aside from their company mm-hmm. and kind of if you had a connection there. Mm-hmm. Because you get home and I get tons of emails and so do you mm-hmm. from people that say they've met me or known me. And it's not that I don't care about them. It's just I don't remember. Yeah, it's one of the so, reasons I put my picture on my business card, which is a good idea. Is so that when they when they get those thousands, they might remember me by my picture. That but, is good. We haven't done but, that. But yeah, and uh, it's all it's all tough. It's all learning in progress. Yeah. And and we're here to tell you we're not experts, but we're trying and we're we're sharing what we do know with you. Right. And we've learned a lot of things that do work, so <laughs> stay tuned for those ideas. February is Love Your Relationship Month. Yes. And that's what we are trying to, um, you know, share with you some things about personal and business relationships and some things that we've learned along the way. I will add that um, just a couple of tips that Linda and I have kind of discussed in terms of creating strong business relationships. It's really important and everyone knows this, but sometimes we forget to follow through. On whatever it is, even if it's a small thing, um, such as you say, you'll email them later today. Do it that day. I, I know I'm impressed if someone actually follows through on the timeline that they suggest, even if it's just in passing. But in my mind, it makes an impression. Yeah. Because I think that's somebody that actually paid attention to what they were saying. Mm-hmm. And they followed through. And they valued me and my opinion. And your time. And my time. You know, to... Um, take the time to email you back. Yeah. I mean, reputations, as everybody knows... Are, are key, and they can be made and broken, destroyed very quickly and easily. Mm-hmm. So. And no one wants to be a flake. Right. And that, <laughs> that really tends to spread quickly, as, as people know also. But I think don't mm-hmm. always remember. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we're going to uh, wrap up this podcast, and we appreciate you listening. And there will be plenty more of our tips and tidbits for you. True. Stay tuned.